You are listening to Deeply Connected. I'm your host, Ludmiwa Woodruff, and I am here to help you heal relationship patterns with yourself and others so you can create conscious relationships through connection and authentic love. Now, let's focus on getting you deeply connected to yourself and those around you. Welcome to Deeply Connected. My name is Jessica Hurley. I am not your host, but I am so honored and excited today to interview your host, Ludmila Woodruff, along with her husband, Douglas Woodruff. Can I call you Doug? Sure. Great. And so I am interviewing the couple that actually, we're really going to talk to Doug today <laughs> about what it's like. <laughs> But I think this is so important regarding the skepticism that is behind coaching is that we're allowing ourselves to work with the final product, the coach, right? And what do they do to be coached, to be worked with? And especially someone like Ludmiwa who's coaching in relationships, what does your relationship look like? And how do you practice per se mm -hmm. what you preach, mm -hmm. right? Because everybody wants to know, mm -hmm. oh, you know, there's a lot of skepticism out there. And well, she tells me this, does she actually do this? Mm -hmm. And I think it's really neat. And thank you, Doug, for allowing us to have this conversation to do you do these things? <laughs> <laughs> and how patient are oh, you really? I'm going to drink a lot of water <laughs> in the next whatever it takes. <laughs> and I, I just want to give a little bit of background because I, I am excited and I do honor you guys and what you have, because I think as um, I, I feel like I kind of serve as the primary avatar of who you serve, you know, mm -hmm. 30 something, maybe 40 something. Mm -hmm. Um, either previously married, married or single, but very ready for a long-term commitment, right? Moms as well, business owners, um, hard-headed, your girl, and, um, and somewhat type A, and serving a lot of people as well as trying to serve our relationships and struggling in our internal relationships. And yet you are, you two are navigating a 11 years of marriage, correct? Mm -hmm. And continuing to find ways to love each other, all amidst children. I mean, chaos. I mean, children. <laughs> and <laughs> two boys, yeah. active boys, right? Different ages. And then, and I bet a lot of people don't think about this, but you travel for work, Doug. Yes. A lot. A out of the yeah. country. Not yeah. close by, not nearby. And you hold a container in space for a lot of people. I'm always like, how do you do that? Like you have to take in everyone's stuff and then you have to let that go. And then you have to go be a mom and be in this space with your husband as well. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I have to start with the very elementary question, Doug, Ludmila, I want you to recognize when I say Doug, that means I'm not talking to you. Uh, <laughs> Doug, what is it like being in partnership with someone who's constantly coaching other people in their relationship? Yeah, well, thank you for that introduction. <laughs> that, was, that was beautiful. And it's a good question. And I think, you know, it, first off, I'm really proud of, of her, of her, what she does. I'm really proud of her as a coach. I love that. And how, how she's progressed into that. And I think, as you mentioned, it didn't happen overnight, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's been years in the making. And, and, I've, and I'm really proud of that. And, but to me as her partner, you know, it, it's, 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 I don't think about it that much. Like that's yeah. sort of her job as, as, as my partner, it's about, it's about growth. It's about how you come, how she comes to the relationship. And, um, like I said, it's been a long journey for her. It'd be a fun story to tell of, of, <laughs> of that. Um, but it's probably not exactly the point of this. And what I've, I personally value a lot how she has developed herself. She, she teaches from experience. Yeah. And so, and that experience has been kind of, I won't say matured because we have a long way to go, I hope, but yep. um, has developed in, the, in our relationship. So I just really, yeah, I'm not sure I'm answering your question exactly. No, you are. I think the first thing is growth. We're either growing or we're dying. Correct. And so uh, I think we're both committed to a, mm -hmm. a certain kind of growth. And I, I, I think growth means different things to different people. And 
You know, I was thinking this morning, coming here, there's a beautiful uh, poem by Rumi, then I won't get it right, but it's along the lines of, it's not your job to seek love, it's your job to seek the ways that you prevent love, right? Mm -hmm. And I find that we've both been committed for a long time to seeking the ways we get in the way. Mm. And so I think that's an important element of, of, of being in relationship with a life coach. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it really is. Cause as a, as a on the receiving end, as a recipient of it, I had to quickly embrace, um, we think no one will love us, but really we have to identify how many ways we're working to protect ourselves from love. So we think we yeah. want it, but we're like, please don't hurt me with it. Please don't do this. Please don't do that. And I distinctively remember a piece of advice you gave me, and this may seem elementary in your relationship, but I remember it was so jarring for me was, um, you said Doug and I work really, and I don't know any, don't worry, she doesn't tell me any personal stuff. Uh, Where's this going? <laughs> she said Doug and I work very hard to make sure we don't ever talk poorly about each other. And, and never to other people, never to each other, but never to other people yeah, as really well. Yeah, that's really a beautiful thing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it really is. It really is. And I was like, do you know how often we don't even think, especially as women, mm -hmm. is that we like are immediately like, girl, last night, my husband, mm -hmm. my boyfriend, he mm -hmm. did this. And he and then the next day we don't realize and time after time we're judged because mm -hmm. we're talking about someone and then we're mm -hmm. we're not either we're not gonna fix it or we're not gonna leave. Mm -hmm. So just make keeping that safe container was just like a small nuance that I was like, you guys have so many rules and things that you carry in your marriage. And I'm sure you, they had to be born, I'm sure, <laughs> but born or in your relationship before you were married that I think are, I'm sure people come to you and they want to fix it so quickly. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned from you is it's just these tiny, small, you know, rules, boundaries, and, and sometimes expectations are just very clear communication mm -hmm. that, makes a marriage so beautiful. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think you have to constantly invest in those little things. And that's a little thing, right? Not talking badly about your partner. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really a small thing, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's a choice, it's just a lot of small decisions. And, and but, but you make that decision, I think we made that decision mm -hmm. a long time ago. And, so you build a container of trust. I think you refer to it as mm -hmm. that way, right? You build a container of trust and you keep building and building. And sometimes you, you withdraw from it, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. we make mistakes. Sometimes we say things we shouldn't and, and all of that. But over 11, 12 years, we've been building it through those small things. Yeah, I don't even think about that, like not saying negative things. Because it's such a just non-brainer for us. I think it's like yeah. we were so, it's a standard and it's connected to the values. And I think we were very clear on when we met in, in life that we were so clear on what we want for ourselves and what we want in a relationship. And also, I remember when we were living together, we were, I moved in with you and we were in Belgium and I, before having kids, I used to be so much more hyper and in the morning I would get ready for work and I was so fast and so energetic and you take your time, right? You were kind of slower going and all the things. And I remember one- Deliberate. Deliberate, right? yes, deliberate, <laughs> deliberate. Yes, I love you, babe. And deliberately. And I used to be like, you know, I, I'm up and I go, go, go. And I remember one morning before work, we looked at each other and we smiled because I don't remember if you said it or I, but we just looked at each other and we said, wow, we are really in this space in life right now with each other where we don't want to change each other. I don't want you to become me. I don't want him to become faster and do mornings like me and be in the same energy. And you didn't want me to change to be deliberately slower or deliberately taking your time. No, it com we compliment. Co correct. Of but course, that we was were at the so beginning clear, too. But, right? that <laughs> <laughs> but that was so telling of where we are that we can accept each other without the need of like you need to change and your energy like and sometimes you would laugh about this like wow sometimes my energy was in the beginning a lot for him because we like I'm just thinking that I still love you and this is a lot and you know like we would catch you can catch yourself with this oh is slower than me or it's faster than me or it's too much 
and not making it mean anything and love it. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just like with any partnership, mm-hmm. I think you, um, once you get into the long-term mm-hmm. nitty gritty of like, <laughs> we've become more ourselves, right? Eight, AKA 18 months wears <laughs> off. And now like I'm you and you're me and we got to yeah. learn to deal with each other. And, uh, you go to work and you come home and you dump, mm-hmm. you dump like here mm-hmm. spouse, here partner, here's all my crap mm-hmm. from the day, either deal with it or don't mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially if we've had an off day or something, you're, whether you work from home or you work somewhere, we do tend to dump. And so have you ever had to have a conversation with her where <laughs> you're like, this is a lot of everyone else's stuff. Where is Ludmiwa in all of this? Wow, that's not quite how I thought you were going to ask that, as you were leading up to it. <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Probably, yeah. I, I, you know, she, has a, she learned a saying early in her training about swimming in your client's pool or not. And, and sometimes I might challenge a little bit, you know, I, is this... Is this that? I don't think it happens a lot. And I know for myself, when, it hap- when the reverse might happen, especially when I go in the office, which you know has been less in the last few years, but coming home was always a transition to really try to decide how I want to show up mm-hmm. you know, this evening. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think that that's an important space to, 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 be, uh, to, be, to respond to your partner in, in, a, in a deliberate way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's that word again. Yeah. Uh, in, instead of, Doug's very deliberate. Uh, yeah, yes, he we, is. Sometimes. Um, in, we appreciate that about instead him. Of, instead of reactive, right? Of being, being deliberate instead of reactive. I, and part of that is deciding how you're going to show up in the relationship at, in a given time. And that also creates that space over time that's safe, that to, and you build on the trust bank or whatever, right? So I think that's, that's part, of what, part of what I do on my side and sometimes I catch myself not dumping, right? And, and I'm not too as prone to that because I'll tend, I tend to process things internally anyway. It's true, I work in business and, and in the technical field, so, and she works with emotions, right? So <laughs> it's a very different dynamic of what we might bring home. Although, Correct. I mean, I work in a business, which means there's people, so you also have all the, a lot of dynamics sometimes. And but it's not usually as extreme as hers. Right. Uh, it's not near the depth. So I think it's harder on her and, and she might bring it in a little bit more often of, you know, I had a really tough day or this client has a lot go there going on and not, um, you know, not oversharing, not oversharing at all. But just when she's, you know, she's an empath. She carries it, I'm sure. Some of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more sure she like does. A- yeah. Yeah. But it's also, I think, part of her training is to know when is, is, is to have tools to let it roll off the back a bit, too. Yeah. You are really good at that. I've noticed that. Yeah. I've learned how to be that because when we met, I used to it didn't take start on. start that way. No, no. I used to, like you say, be empath. But now I can say I have more compassion than empathy for my mm. clients, meaning... I know you are resilient and I know that you can help yourself. And yes, some, some sessions can be more challenging. And I know how to, when, when I come out of it, or even in the session I can take where something is challenging, I can feel it and I will take a moment to kind of breathe through it myself, yeah. to catch myself. And I've learned when, when we have empathy, it's almost like, not that we are feeling sorry for a person, but we're almost like, oh, if that happened to me, I would feel that way. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that way anymore. What I think is more of a compassion, like for your experience, yeah. I, can, I can have compassion for it, but I don't have to feel sorry for you or have to feel like personalize it because it's not my experience, first of all, and it's not supportive to the client, right? Because they yeah. need you to be the strong person to hold the space because they are going through things. Yeah. But also, secondly, when, when you become empathetic, you can, you know, I had this conversation with someone and... They said they had a client that they were their like fourth coach or something like that. And they had a very hard time finding someone because previous coaches would cry with them. Mm, And another one would say just like, yeah, that's life. This is what happens and you need to get over it. So she said the people that cried, she was angry. She was like, 
why are you crying? Like, it's my story. You are supposed to support me, right? Yeah. So when we get too empathetic, support, it's right. like we are drowning with them, with the client. Mm. And when, when I used to be like that too, like, yeah, it's, it's tough, get over it or whatever. This approach doesn't work either because it lacks compassion. Mm. So I've learned how to have more compassion and not the empathy in the session. The empathy is not required for the client to have a transformation. Right. They need yeah. to feel supported by me that I can hold the space for whatever is happening. I can have compassion, but I don't have to, you know, be crying with them or have their emotional experience. So I have learned how to separate that. And I have also learned that I used to be a fixer. I used to want to help people, save people, fix people. And I've realized it's not my job. They mm -mm. come to me so I can hold space and give them transformation, supporting their transfer. They transform. I don't transform them. Right and give them skills, but I don't have to save them. They can help themselves. And only. And only that they can help themselves. So it's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to be the coach. My responsibility is not to fix you and not to save you. And so when I give the power back to the client, that's where they are more able to transform themselves. Does that make sense? Oh, it, yeah. That was beautiful. That actually yeah. just made a lot of sense to me personally yeah, as well. Well mm -hmm. said. Mm -hmm. I'd also like to say mm -hmm. that at least as many times as she might have in the evening, uh, you know, been been thinking mm -hmm. through some of the challenging uh, uh, work. There are also times when things go really well, uh, and yeah. that's really nice to see for yeah. her. Like she sometimes she, in the evening, she's like, "I had really great sessions today," or "I've seen this client grow in so many ways," and and just be happy for them. You're always so proud. You yeah. really are. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, it, it kind of, there's a plus side to it as well. Oh yeah. I would say, which is, which is, uh, you know, I think part of the reward. Mm -hmm. yeah. Can I point out, you said something and I just thought it was so beautiful. You said, I have to ask myself how I want to show up in the afternoon. Yeah. And I don't think, I think people go to work and they think they're done, you know? And then, um, and vice versa, whatever it is, whoever is responsible for the children, whoever is responsible for cooking or whatever it is. Um, but I don't think people think that way. I think we've lost touch with that of, okay, now one, and they are two different jobs always, because for both of you, I'm certain mm -hmm. you cannot show up in your marriage the way you show up for your clients. Mm -hmm. Cause if you were trying to coach Doug, he would probably would have left a long time ago. And if, and I'm sure with you, you cannot show up to your wife the same way you do in your mm -hmm. Uh, right. business settings and so it is it's almost compartmentalizing mm -hmm. or I'm sure you have a better term mm -hmm. for it of it's this is over my job is mm -hmm. over holding space is mm -hmm. over being the leader mm -hmm. is over now how do I decide how I'm going to show up this afternoon when I show up in my partnership mm -hmm. and asking yourself that question daily I think that's a lesson everybody needs to just be attuned to is that's a very simple yet very great question to ask yourself leading, walking into a room with your family for the evening. It is. And if you fall off the horse, there's no reason why you can't get back on it. Right. It's, mm -hmm. And, and, and that happens too. Right. And we, we have a, something triggers us and, and we might react. And then sometimes you need to go in the other room and, and then decide, okay, what am I going to do now? How am I going to show up now? And it takes strength. Yeah. Right. It, it takes presence. It takes rest. <laughs> it takes rest. all rest. of those things. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and practice, like I mm -hmm. said. Yeah, it's important. What do you guys think has been a few of the greatest tools, especially when it comes to like communication for you both? Like give us some examples of like a, a form of communication or maybe a something in your uh, marriage that you've had to communicate about that you've seen like a great transformation or just as a great tool. This is for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with you for yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> He's like, can I get out of this? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't, you know, we used to talk about mm -hmm. what she was learning as, as, um, as gaining tools for the toolbox. Literally, we use those yeah. terms, right? If you have more tools in your toolbox, you can fix more things. We haven't thought about it. I haven't mm -hmm. thought about it that way in a while. Um, I see it more fundamentally. I see it more fundamentally as being learning just how to be honest and clear 
about what I'm feeling at a certain time. I, that sounds, but to be really concrete, we've learned that we have very different ways of dealing with stress. And so I Oh, you mean you're not her and she's not you? Yeah, we're actually different oh, people. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so separate crazy. people. Yeah. Separate we're two people. individuals. Wow. <laughs> but when yeah. you're married, you become one. <laughs> there is something that's created, I think, when you get married and you stay with it year over year and you keep growing together, right? That's sort of one. Mm -hmm. And we're individuals. And and I, I do believe over the mm -hmm. years we've learned to give each other the space to be that individual more than like at the beginning, it's sort of easy. And then I'd say in the first few years mm -hmm. after that, it, it was maybe less easy. We also were moving across the world and dealing with kids for the first time in that way. And so there's a lot going on. And then in the last few years, I think we've learned to give more space for how we're different mm. and, and not take it personal. Yes. That part. And of course, what she's learned through her own training and reading and research and exercises and all of that has helped us be, give each other that space, right? Um, I, it's not like she comes and says, well, today I learned this, let's do that. No, <laughs> she integrates it, right? Yeah. And, and, then, and, and, then, and then that gets, you know, kind of integrated in our lives to, to some extent. And, and um, you know, and then she uses it in her, uses it in her work, probably. <laughs> you know, I was thinking mm -hmm. um, earlier, when I, 12 years ago, Luca was working in a, as an office manager in a mid-sized private company. And when I look back, she was coaching some of the girls that were working there. Without the title. Yeah, it was, it's really beautiful to think about that because she had already been through this. She had moved from Eastern Europe to Western Europe. She had gone to university there. She had learned the language. She had integrated to a certain extent. And all the, there was a bunch of other young girls in that environment that were several years behind her in that process. And she was coaching them. Like, remember that, right? Mm -hmm. And I forgot about that, but it's true. Yeah, yeah there's this thread that weaves mm -hmm. through our lives, right? And, yep. and, and it kind yep. of shines on, on what we're good at. And today, I think of it as a, you know, she keeps learning and she keeps learning how to be a more authentic individual and teaching me how to be a more authentic individual by her, by the way she does it. And she helps others with that as a job. I have a silly question. Mm -hmm. You got to be honest, though. Are you ready? <laughs> For once, I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> no more lying. Um, do you ever like, do you ever like, eavesdrop on some of the stuff she's saying and you're like no no i don't want to know <laughs> i i don't know i sometimes no, no but she, i think she's asking what do you want to what do you want to ask so if you eavesdrop on what are you ever like are you trying something you just told your client or are you like do you ever catch no. her like <laughs> like don't do that to me don't do that thing you just did to your client or like a no, I, I, catch her trying out any strategies like with you. My life's really full. Like I don't need any. You're like, don't coach me. Yeah, never. Do, <laughs> yeah, no. I know better. <laughs> like sometimes it can come out, not really coaching, but maybe more of a desire. Like, so we stay healthy. Let's say, for example, around health, I can. But it's not coaching. It's more like a desire for us to stay healthy and you know to have a a long life and be there for our, for each other and our kids. But I don't think I ever, I don't, I mean, you can tell me, but I don't think I ever tried to coach you. I can maybe word a desire of mine for us being, you know, healthier or better or, or growing in a way that might sound like, um, not coaching, but maybe like an advice or something like that, but not really coaching. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, probably it's probably right. I, I just don't see it. Mm, yeah. I, I just see her as always working to be better and learn and grow. And then she takes that in everything she does. And mm -hmm. part of that is in our relationship and in that. But I don't feel like I'm a, a client. <laughs> Thank God. No, no. I, How I can I help you with I your don't marriage? Never get that. I don't ever get that. And it can so. be as simple as a change of perspective, too, instead of yeah. feeling coached. And maybe you're just saying, like, hey, honey, I learned something incredible this weekend mm -hmm. can i share it with mm -hmm. you and that's very different yeah. well yeah, yeah like that that's part of a partnership right yeah right because you want to share what you've learned correct yeah, yeah. but that's yeah mm -hmm. but no i don't i actually i mean 
No, I don't listen at all. I, I like, <laughs> Please I, don't share that stuff no, with me. No, I, I, it, like I can no. share what I've learned or what, yeah. you know, and I think we said it before that um, you have done some work, a lot of work in your 30s, right, before we met on like your emotional resilience and um, intelligence. So when we met, you, you were, you, I think you were ahead of me in that aspect. And I feel like that was very attractive and it felt very safe and you were so clear, you know, it was stable and clear. And I think since I became a mother, I have done enormous amount of work um, Absolutely. In, in, in that field. And so, and I think also when you ask about communication, I mentioned to you before privately, and he can confirm where there is a problem or there or is not. a challenge. Huh? Or not. Or not, <laughs> exactly. Um, that I just, I'm not afraid of getting it out there. In a yeah, actually, but mm -hmm. that doesn't have anything to do with your coaching. That's no. who you are. And I, it's probably something that helps Very you with your much coaching. Who she is. Um, yeah, and and I knew that really early in the relationship, right? Like, there's nothing that's going to get. This woman is direct. Yeah, but it's uh, it was a relief because Ooh. nothing's going to get swept under the rug and fester and get moldy and old and smell up the whole relationship, mm. right? It, wow. it it's always out in the open. Sometimes, like, hey, let's deal with that tomorrow, right? I'm tired, mm -hmm. but um, nothing's going to be left under the rug that has to come out, and and that is who she is long before she started training for, to be a coach. That's a level of embrace a lot of people don't have. Yeah, I think that's part of what makes her unique and, 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 and one of the reasons why I, I, I didn't let her go. <laughs> <laughs> you get it right out of the way. <laughs> there's, the, there's something else too about you guys though that I really appreciate and I'd love to hear if that took some work mm -hmm. and, it, and it may be who you've always naturally mm -hmm. been but I think there's this huge push right now in the society that we're in that like find someone you gel really well with and find someone that you guys have common interests. And I think you two do, you know, far as far as jobs and mm -hmm. careers and passions, mm -hmm. they're two very wildly mm -hmm. different things mm -hmm. yet. You both really admire each other for what you've, mm -hmm. what you are focused on. Mm -hmm. And, um, cause I can already hear in the way that you talk about her work that you, not only respect it, you admire her for yeah. choosing herself and her lane every day and you as well. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't feel like you force or it doesn't sound like you mm -hmm. force any of the things that you love or cause I, I get you cause I'm obsessed with this stuff, mm -hmm. but not forcing it mm -hmm. onto, it doesn't need to be who he is. Yes. And at the same time, because he did work in his thirties, and I was introduced to his mentor when we met, we met to Richard, even though we are in different fields, he has an innate interest in consciousness, right? Spirituality, understanding beyond what you can understand. Yeah, it gets back to what I said at the beginning. Yeah. We're, we're, we're both consecrated yeah. towards growth, growth. whatever mm -hmm. that means. As I said, it means what it means mm -hmm. to, to me. And, and, and with that as a base, mm -hmm. those other things aren't as important. There are other things that I picked on quickly when we met that I've often marveled at in the same way as you're saying, because yet we've come from very different parts of the world, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I grew up in the Midwest and, and she, it was communism Poland where she, when she was a girl, a very different background. And yet there's some basic core like tenets of, of honesty, of, 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 of how you show up in a relationship that clicked really early and I've always mm -hmm. kind of marveled at that and and I've always felt that since those were aligned the other stuff is like the waves on the ocean right and then it comes up and down and it's, it's kind of noise but we're very different people very absolutely mm -hmm. yeah I believe that in just my personal opinion I think that there's we're constantly evolving, right? Constantly. Mm -hmm. yeah. We mentioned yeah. growth. Um, and a lot of times we find we have to break and recreate and re-identify. And like, yeah. we're constantly creating these new identities for ourselves. And I can't imagine over the course of 11 years, both mm -hmm. of you may have found yourselves mm -hmm. unbecoming, breaking, losing yourself, recreating. And probably almost always if the entire time at different times, mm -hmm. never at one at the same mm -hmm. time and never are you re-identifying as the same person. So where, where was there ever a time where it got really difficult, where you two were kind of trying to find yourselves and maintain the marriage and maintain parenthood and maintain like, 
where you really had to do some of the extra work mm-hmm. to we're both we're unraveling, unbecoming and recreating and not at the same time. And there's like a lot of tug and pull. Did you mm-hmm. was there ever a time that you can kind of recall where you guys had to do a lot of work and maybe some of the things you had to do? I I think when we became parents, first few years, he was working. There was a lot of change then. He was yeah. working full time still in Belgium. And then we decided that it was a good idea for an MBA at the same time while we just had a baby. So his <laughs> job was very demanding. And then he would travel because it was an international, it was an amazing program with an American university, but in Europe. And so. He would work and then he would travel and then he would study and I'm with the baby and I decided to stay home. I stopped working and it was hard because we didn't have any family around. My mom would come in a few times a year from Poland, but I, without realizing, I went through this, you know, you know, now I know it was maybe postpartum, but also matrescence. It's like the shift from becoming a woman to a mother. It's like you know, you come out somebody else on the other side when you give birth. And it was hard. It was such an identity shift that I couldn't, I had a hard time finding myself in that. And I didn't have anybody to talk to about because like, he loves me, but he's not a woman. He didn't give a birth. So for him, experience, yeah, <laughs> becoming a parent, is diff- yeah, it's, it's different than it was for me. So he was supportive, but me internally, I had such a um, hard time figuring out who I am and like, what is this right now for me? And I felt so, you know, when the baby's so small, they need you all the time. And it's like this constant lack of sleep and, and being needed. And it's all great. But on the other side, it's like, damn, where, where is me? Like, who am I? And it was very, very hard. And I remember maybe like nine months in and he was traveling and tired and like, I'm supporting him because we agreed on it. He asked me, do you think it's a good time? So we made this decision together. And like nine months in, I, I, I looked at him and we we're in Belgium and I said, I think I need to go and see somebody because everybody told me motherhood will be this happiness and I don't feel happy and I feel frustrated and I don't know who I am and I don't know if it's, is this normal? Is there something wrong with me? Because everybody around me tell me we should be just happy all the time and I'm not. So is there something wrong with me? And so he was very supportive, of course. And he said, yeah, go and see somebody, of course. And then you know, I went to see this person. She's like, yeah, that's normal. This is all okay. We all go through this. We all lose our minds. Kids are crying. We need space. And it just made me feel like it's okay. Nothing like it's okay. It's normal to go through this transition, but it was hard. And then when our first son was becoming older, you know, coming from Eastern Europe, I didn't understand different types of brains or what it means to have a gifted child that is also very athletic and what it brings to, you know, parenting, but also relationship dynamic. And that was hard. When we moved to California, it was hard really as well. Hard, yeah. It was really hard. Yeah. You know, people think like you move abroad and now you are in California, you live in the state of like everybody wants to live there. And it was m- miserable for me for some time <laughs> because I felt so just depleted, yeah. de- de- completely depleted. And so he was traveling, you know, the one constant for him was no matter where we move, he has his job and he's, he knows everybody there. He's respected. For me, it's every time we move, I need to find friends. I need to find new people. I need to find doctors. I need to figure out like, who am I connecting to? I have no one. He already has people in the office. And that's one thread that's always besides the family, of course, that is stable for him. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a family. And then who am I? What am I doing here? Who are the people that will fit into my life and be supportive? So that was a very um, challenging time for, for, for us. And that's also where I found coaching at some point because exactly. I was not. It was out of that that, I the, was not doing that well. this was born. I was not doing well. And it mm. was influencing our marriage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I let her speak because I had a lot of major life transitions mm-hmm. before I knew her, before I met right. Luca. Mm-hmm. In these years, I haven't had so many. As she said, I've moved, I, we got married, which it, mm-hmm. it was a, a, a mm-hmm. natural, it, that, that, was not, that was a yeah. natural change. We got married, we started having a family, but I was just, you know, it wasn't a big deal for me to move back to the US. I was right. born, here. born I, here, I can be live here or there. And so, um, and I've had that constant of, of, I've worked in the same, uh, at the same business. While my career has evolved and changed, there's still familiar people in that. So. 
I've actually had a pretty consistent and relatively easy. She's had a lot more of that over these years. Trying to like reinvent a, myself. and We both <laughs> had a lot of change before we knew each other. But so it's good she had that. And but for my for my space, then it's really about just holding that space. And I think I've seen couples go through difficulties and change. And I've seen I knew a guy, he's passed away a few years ago, but I saw him holding a really big space for his wife as his wife uh, had a bunch of internal mm. challenges, a bit like mm -hmm. Luke is yeah. describing here. And I've often remembered that. Like mm. he spoke of her lovingly and was mm. just trying to give her the space and support her. And and I've thought of that a lot mm -hmm. when she's been going through those periods. Like, I mean, I, all that's all I can do in some ways. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think your like if we look at the past years, it was the passing of your dad. Yeah. Right. That has that was. I mean, like we knew that he was not doing well, but we didn't expect him to go yet, right? And that was something that that on your part. Yeah. Was more of yeah. a. Mm -hmm, yeah. I think I bring that up because, for, I'm sure a lot of the single women mm -hmm. you're coaching were, I say we, mm -hmm. were you know, looking for that long commitment. We're looking for the one. Yeah. And I just think there's not enough mentioned about 50-50 is BS. Mm -hmm. It's truly BS. Mm -hmm. And it's seasonal. And it's, yes, there is balance from time mm -hmm. to time. And then there are times where you will make decisions, like you yeah. guys decided that he would go yeah. back to a program and it would, a lot of the weight would, you would carry a lot, yeah. it, and it's 100 and zero, yeah. and it's 70 and 30, and it's mm -hmm. 80 and 20, mm -hmm. and it's, and this is where the true question and commitment comes in of how mm -hmm. do we hold space for each other when one of us is carrying more weight than the other, and then when is it time to lean in or lean mm -hmm. back or give the same thing in return? Mm -hmm. And then in, in the midst of all that, how do we create space for that partner to, to to find themselves in all of that. I kept, while you were talking, I kept thinking about something I saw on TikTok, guys, I'm sorry, that uh, this <laughs> woman what? explained. TikTok, what? <laughs> yeah. I know, I don't, I can't I'm get into kidding. it, but when she said <laughs> it, I loved it. She said, did you know that flamingos, mm -hmm. when they have all their chicks, there's a period in the beginning where they lose their pink color mm -hmm. and they turn almost white. Mm -hmm. And it's literally because they are depleted of nutrients mm -hmm. because they're giving so much to their mm -hmm. chicks. Mm -hmm. But over time, mm -hmm. as the ch chicks mature, their pink comes back. And she was like, that's literally motherhood. Like, you lose yourself for a little yeah, while, nice. yeah. and then you get your pink back eventually. You just kind of got to, but it's like a new, maybe you're pinker, or maybe you're yeah. like, yeah. you're just kind of finding a newer version of yourself, and it comes back. But there is that window um, for all of us, motherhood mm -hmm. and in transition and grief and all of this. Grief, yeah. And then how do you support, mm -hmm. like... Your whole life around you is changing. We talked about earlier yeah. how when pain occurs, it's literally an invitation to change and to feel life differently. So is, now yeah. you're dealing with pain. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with possible mm -hmm. depression. You're dealing mm -hmm. with postpartum. You're dealing with all these things that's breaking you, requiring of you to unbecome and invite in new, mm -hmm. all while... Are you still the same person I married? <laughs> like, yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and navigating that. Mm -hmm. And I think just 11 years is a, um, a commitment to that mm -hmm. of just allowing the space for one another to evolve and have all the moments, the sad. The and, and, you know, it's, it's kind of it's said a lot and it's a little bit cliche, perhaps, but it's also true. Gratitude and appreciation are just huge. I, I, I was thinking it's I think we keep finding new ways to appreciate each other. Mm. And and that's to me that's a part of building that that space uh, that, that that vessel mm -hmm. of trust in the relationship and um, you know and she brings a lot from the, what she's learning of reminding us to be gratitude and to appreciate each other uh, so I find that that's really a critical. I think that's really a critical thing. And I for I us. agree and I also think both of us were so clear on commitment. We, I think we are both, and I appreciate that in you, because it's not commitment just for the good moments and good times. It's just lifelong commitment. Yeah, that's we, what, I, that's I think what we are I so clear. We aligned on that right from the beginning. And so when you got alignment on some of those things, then everything else is just like a those, bit superficial. Those important values, I yeah. think, like we really value the commitment. We value integrity. We value honesty. We value uh, navigating conflict in 
healthier ways. Yes, sometimes we both can snap if we are overwhelmed. And, you know, if I see him feeling like I can feel that and he can feel that, I, I will just ask, hey, babe, are you feeling a bit overwhelmed or anxious? And he will say sometimes yes. And I said, okay, is there anything I can support you with? And most of the time it's no. And I'm like, okay, babe. <laughs> but then I give him space. I don't go chase him. Like, it's a fine. And can some, I fix it? Let me fix no, it. No, right. I, no. And sometimes I had to learn that because I used yes, to be. Yes, you had to learn. That's uh, what I was saying yeah, earlier. It, yeah. that, that came after some years of, of learning to trust that if, you, if I go away for an hour, I'm going to come back better than I left. Yeah, Cor correct. Right? And, and, I, and I'm not withdrawing from the relationship. I'm withdrawing part. for my, for my, to yeah, connect yeah. with myself. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. but we are very clear about the thing communicating. I need space to just regulate myself and I need space to come to myself. Not I need space because I cannot be around you. And I, and like, I like, can't stand you. Get away from yes, me. Yes. <laughs> or I am withdrawing and I'm not loving you right now. That's very different. So mm. I think we are so clear and then we can give each other space. Right. And what I've yeah, learned, what I've right. learned when we were moving, like in, um, that was such a pivotal moment for me to see my, my own growth and, and have so much compassion for both of us. We were moving, we bought a house this summer and, and um, I asked him, do you, and we were also going to Europe and I said, do you need help with, you, you were doing all those lists of people that need to come help us. And I said, do you need help? He's like, no, I've got this. And then I was doing other things around the move, but not sharing as much. He was doing the, the major things. And there was this one morning that I think he felt so overwhelmed and he thought I'm not doing enough, right? And, but he wanted me not to do anything. So we are in the morning having the breakfast and the kids are, ah, and I don't know how you said that, but- I'm sure it was elegant. Uh, sure, <laughs> it, was, it was sure elegant. It like activated something in me and I was like, oh, he's so charming. Uh, but it activated, you, you almost, it was said in a way, you know, if I wouldn't have my tools and skills and understanding, yeah. I would have yeah. taken it Oh, he thinks I'm not doing anything. What the hell do you, he thinks that I'm, that's how I would respond. What do you think that I don't do anything? That would be my first yeah, response. And you can see that just can destroy relationships so if quickly. If I would just say that, right? If I would just yeah. react. But I was so aware in that moment, I took a breath. Kids are yelling. And I just remember taking a breath and be like, why is he saying this? I think he's overwhelmed. I think he's feeling unsupported. And I just took a minute and I said, honey, I love you and I'm here to help you and help us to move. And let me know if there's anything that you need help with. I know you are doing ABC and I'm doing this. I'm here to, we are doing this together. And it immediately softened him. Like I could see him going like, he's like, yeah, I'm just overwhelmed. You, do you understand? Mm -hmm, and yes. so this is so important. And I don't say I do it always perfectly, but like those pivotal moments, like, I was so amazed by myself. I was like, wow, girl, you took a breath instead of taking him out in. Like, what do you mean I don't do anything? Because I almost picked up this frying pan. What, what, yeah, what are you implying here? Yeah. That I'm not doing anything? My life anything? was saved that day. Yeah. <laughs> His life was saved that day by the coach. So um, I think just recognizing when I see you getting exasperated, I, I just know that he's or overwhelmed or stressed or he's tired and... Oh, you mean understanding your partner? Yeah, like that. And I'm like, oh, are you feeling this? Or are you feeling that? Do you need space? Do you, do you, can I do it? And sometimes he'll say, yeah, I would like a rub on my back or hug. Hugs not so much when he's overwhelmed sometimes. But I just learned to like step away. And, and I need hugs when I get over. So, so it's different, right? Yeah. So he needs more of a long time. And I sometimes need more of just this Yeah, and you kind of mentioned that earlier. The really hard times are when you're both at a low spot together. Yeah. Right? How do we support each other during this? That's the hardest. That is the hardest. I would like you to get away and I would like you yeah. to embrace me. Exactly. Yeah. We're both like two magnets. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And those Co are the correct. hard times. And then you get the bigger waves that can go for six months or something. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and hopefully those stay enough out of sync in the relationship that you don't um, but, have but, that low spots at the same time. But it's true when, when you go in a low space, like, as I say, the brain will offer so much stuff, right? So yes. if you feel dysregulated, the brain will offer, he doesn't care, or he doesn't He's this, or he didn't notice He's me, or else. I'm caring so much. He doesn't want me. Correct. Yes. And like, I really try, and sometimes it's, it's harder, like October was hard for me, and I just, first when I get agitated, or I hear my voice like that, I first I ask, okay, is this something that I'm not doing for myself? Like yes. I always try to, and then another voice comes in like, what do you mean? You do a lot for yourself, but wait a minute, he should be supporting you again, right? And I'm like, okay, let's calm down. What am I looking for? What's the need that I'm looking for? What's the desire that I'm looking for that's not being met? Okay, 
Yeah, have I huge. been doing that for myself? Yes, that no. That chick needs a name in our head. She needs a name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and sometimes, you know, it's still like I can say, okay, I haven't done that for myself. And it's still okay to ask from my partner and want yeah, that. And it's okay. And it's valid that I want that. And But it's not when you are married and like we are deeply committed to each other. We are deeply connected and we love each other and we really value each other. It doesn't mean that you will not have a negative thought about your partner. That you sometimes yeah. don't think like, damn, he does, you know, like... I'm, I'm frustrated. I for sure frustrate him at times and I can get frustrated at times, especially when you add <laughs> kids. Like, yeah. Yes, she does it a lot. But, you know, you add kids to this, uh, you know, like two people going to four with two kids. It's, it's a change dynamic. I have one. Uh, I know exactly. Yeah. 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 It's like going from parents to being this sexy couple when you are constantly responsible at work and with kids. Now you want to have this fun playfulness and desire. It's very different. So I think we need to normalize that when you love your partner, it's, and, and you can be committed and you have a healthy relationship. It doesn't mean that you will never get frustrated. It doesn't mean that you don't have arguments. It doesn't mean that you are the, uh, you know, that when we get into it, that now I don't love you and I'm going to leave you and this is all horrible. It just means that we are going for a rough patch or it means that I'm going for something or he's going for something and we are just trying to figure it out. That's all what it means, you know? Yeah. I appreciate this so much. Um, before we wrap, I have one fun question. One? Is I think... For Doug. <laughs> for both of you. This, I, and I'm, I'm only using myself as an example. I was in a relationship for seven years and I do remember towards the end finding a lot of the, the things that should have been fun very boring or just like finding moments where we were both very checked out. In 11 years or just in society, I mm -hmm. think we, a lot of people fear boring relationships. Mm. They fear commitment because they're afraid that there will be boredom and you do get very used to each other I don't care how beautiful you are how mm -hmm. sexy you are how fun you are mm -hmm. how playful it is you put kids and a house in the mix and careers and it gets very yeah. mundane yeah. um what are some fun ways you guys have just without being inappropriate Ludmila <laughs> It's okay for me to be inappropriate. It's, 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 it's a podcast for adults. So I don't yes. know. <laughs> what are some fun ways you guys are like, or even calling it out? Mm -hmm. I remember at the end of the seven years, I loved that I could say, hey, we're in this house, but I don't feel like you're here. Can we have a minute? And that was enough to be like, oh, yeah, we, you're right. We need a date night. You're right. Let's put this mm -hmm. away and let's do our thing. Like, in 11 years, what's your advice to people listening that it may not be that the relationship has run its course. It may be that there's just a few things that you can add to keep things fun. I've, I think it's really, we've had to work at setting time aside together. Yep. Our kids are five years apart from each other. So, oh, yeah. so we've had this, this like continuous process of somebody needing our attention for 11 years, mm -hmm. then 10, 11 Moving. years now. Yeah, but, but I mean, even the younger one is still at the point where if he's in the house and he's awake, he <laughs> largely needs attention. Which is literally 19 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or he's on the, on the device, right? Yeah, and, and so, maybe uh, an hour. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so we've had to really make, we've had to make that a conscious effort and, and, and schedule it. I mean, that sounds maybe horrible, but I, I think it's, it's a not. reality it of life today. It mm -hmm. means there's commitment to it. Correct. And again, it kind of comes back to that gratitude and appreciation thing I mentioned earlier. Yep. And you sometimes have to look for that. You have to look for it. Right. You have to choose it. You have to choose it. You, yeah. And and I've I always re recall and it's always reinforced if we win, when we do get away and we go have lunch somewhere or something, it doesn't it, it, it took us a while to yeah. realize it doesn't have to be fancy. Right? Yeah. It can be it can be a walk in the in, nearby or it can be a there's a couple of nice brunch places not far from us that we found or an evening or an evening out yeah. at the, where we or even places. in our house when we or do even, it during the week. Yeah, maybe a movie night or something. It's always nice. Mm. It's never a bad time. Mm. And, and so, and that's really, I mean, somehow we get over ourselves in those mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. And, and so, yeah, I don't feel like I, you recommendation would be a bit wrong, but I would say what's really worked for us and what's been important for us at this point is to schedule, make schedule. And we don't always keep the schedule, but we still make it right. And, and is this a monthly schedule, a weekly schedule? The goal is weekly. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, not that it happens every week, but the goal is weekly, uh, and and it's never a bad time. 
Mm. And yeah. like I would add, just dance. Like we love music, both of us. Yeah. We yeah. share this appreciation for music and uh, we are lucky. You know, I met him in Belgium, so he understands Dutch, uh, Flemish, and we listen to Flemish music, French music, you know, different type, Polish music, you know. We listen to different types of music and we can find appreciation in that. So us being at home outside in the backyard and listening to music and just being with each other and talking or even driving in the car listening to music in Dutch and we're like, oh my God, this song is so nostalgic, you know. We just connect on yeah. such a deep level and like dancing in a house sometimes, you know, the kids are like, I remember during COVID we would have this party and with different types of music and we would kiss and our 11 year old would be like, oh my gosh, this is gross. I need to go to bed. <laughs> and, and we told him yes, like, please, you do. Are, please do. But the second you are lucky, you are lucky with parents that do that, you know? Yeah. And so they, they appreciate it. But for us, I think just creating those, even if it's not a like huge date night, creating those moments throughout, like even this week we did it twice. We said one evening was half an hour together and the other was longer than that. When we cannot get out, we just create something in the space in the moment. And I think being like scheduled, you say maybe it's boring. No, I think it's great because it really supports the relationship. Because when you have kids and you both work, there is not a lot of space for just like, let's let's do it when we feel like it and we have time. It's you will really, be tired. It's really hard to be spontaneous now. So yeah. we yeah. can be spontaneous. Well, if going some, to bed together and correct. being in the house together correct. is not enough. Correct. Right. It's right. not correct. enough. It means correct. your roommates. Congrats. Correct. What else is there? Correct. That's right. <laughs> correct. But um, we like when we go out. Yeah, we just we, we really always have a good time. We never feel like, what am I doing here on this date with, with my husband? You know, it's like. <laughs> No, I'm always happy to it's go new and we always to opportunities to connect. And, and and so, yeah. And so the other piece of that is really working to make that quality time. Mm. I, I think like not to be distracted, right? I mean, right. that's a big thing today, right? We're always yep. distracted on our with, phone. Yep. with all kinds of reasons to be distracted. Other people's no, I'd business. I'd rather spend, <laughs> yeah, but I'd rather spend uh, only an hour every two weeks. But if it's really together somewhere in a place that we like, then that's, that's, that's huge. But we do more than that. We do more we than do that. More. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It, but we're also intentional. I think like when you ask how do you, you have to be intentional, like waking up in the morning and thinking, how do I want to think of my husband today? Literally that. Like how? And somebody told me, oh my God, nobody does that. Well, I do. And I think you should do too. Mm. When I wake up and let's say in the evening before we didn't have that time, I can focus on, oh, we didn't have that time. And this is, he's not thinking of me or I can focus on wow, he's a great provider. He's a great, you know, he's just such a great soul to be around. And I focus on that. And when I look at him, I think of that. I think how appreciative I am of, of you. And that's again, being intentional, just yeah. intentional, deliberate, how I want to see you. That's what it is. And like intentionally focusing on it, even if it sometimes is like, mm, yes, that's what it is. Right. That makes sense. So it's even before you do something, how do you want to feel about your partner? How do you want to think of your partner before you decide to go and do something together? So, um, but we also use a lot of humor in our house to, to like live the situations or moments, right? We do a lot of- You the, sarcastic? Nowhere. No, no, not me. And <laughs> that's somebody else. And, but she's used humor. I mean, that's a huge thing for just who she is from the beginning, I'd say. I, I rec that was also something that I saw right from the beginning and I appreciated. Because a lot of difficult things you can work through when there's humor. Right. That are yeah. harder to work through without it. Right. And, uh, you know, so that's a key thing. It's playfulness. It's playfulness, like in the humor yeah. is this playfulness, you know. I remember someone saying on a show a while back, the more, the more work you do internally to heal, the more playful you become. Yes, because also, but because also, it's almost like you give yourself the freedom. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. also playfulness, creativity, fun, dancing, laughter is healing. Yes. It is healing yes. for you. So while you are yes. healing and doing for like going oh, through pain, I can pain, dance some anxiety. Correct. Away. So <laughs> you you can you can literally heal a lot of yourself through being creative Movement. and being uh, you know wild and being in the music and. You know, for some it's painting, for some it's doing something, you know, building with your hands, whatever that is for you. But that's a, that's a huge thing that you need to keep doing and being present to. So, yeah, it's a stand up comedy in our house, too, sometimes. <laughs> you don't have a choice. <laughs> that's, how, that's how we roll. I really appreciated this. I appreciated the authenticity. I appreciated mm -hmm. your openness, the candidness and the 
the opportunity to just get some insight. Yeah. And I think you do more than, you know, apply this. I think you said it earlier. You you allow yourself the space to be coached. You implement mm-hmm. and you practice constantly in your own marriage. And then you don't use that as a a measuring stick or Mm -hmm. um, a stick to whoop Mm -hmm. people with of how to do things. Mm -hmm. You just kind of are observant to your own relationship Mm -hmm. and then kind of allow that experience to be used elsewhere. And I, I really appreciated this open uh, version of Mm -hmm. your 11 years because soon to be 12, soon to be 12. Congratulations. Two months. We will be married for 12 years, 12 years, Mm -hmm. 13 years together. I don't know about you guys, but there's not a lot of this going around anymore. So <laughs> I certainly appreciate seeing it and and love the, the honesty behind it. Yeah, Thank but you. I think, you know, it's like taking, like I have this thread in, in everything that I do is like this radical responsibility for yourself. Yes. If I wouldn't have that and he wouldn't have that, this relationship could have looked very differently. If I wouldn't take responsibility for my yeah. own reactivity, for my own you know, lack of self-management sometimes. And I would blame him and, you know, I would expect him to always be the one to support me and fix me. Like sometimes I think he's traveling. I need to be able to hold myself and also have people outside of him. And that's what I think a lot of women, as you mentioned, do. We just dump and dump and dump and our men are the only person for us. That's yeah. not healthy. Aren't you my husband and my no. best friend and my confidant and everything and, all the things? and everything? No, and are you everything. my therapist? Are you my therapist too? Yes. <laughs> and I think like we sometimes are you emotional yeah. support animal. <laughs> yeah. And I think like women need women to yes. you know instead women of immediately dumping on him. First, I can support myself, and if that's not enough, I can reach out to a friend and say, "This is how I'm feeling today. This is what's happening with my kids. This is I don't have to always go to him." and dump everything on him because then it becomes such a burden all the time to the relationship. And when it's such a burden, there is like not a lot of space for fun and pleasure. I don't don't always have the space for it either. You see, that's That's what I mean. So it's like, you have to be able to do it yourself. He also, you know, works with someone, right? With, with your back, with your mentor. Mm -hmm. And, and we just find our own ways how to be supported. So we have that support with mentors. We have that support with some friends. I don't know how it goes with you. I don't know if you find any support with men. That's kind of different. But you have some some mm-hmm. men in your life, and I, I'm learning more and more that we need that. Not the way that sounded. No. <laughs> there we go again. You have some men in your life. <laughs> you don't have some men in your life. <laughs> Thank God I know because that would be a problem. But it's, it's, it's really not making the, the partnership all about the heavy stuff, all like day in and day out, coming yeah. from work and nagging and complaining and blaming. That will dry out all the sensuality, all the passion, all the connection, all the... Because who wants to be around the person that's always unhappy and always in victim mode? Like nobody wants that. Yeah. So I think that is very important to pay attention to. And like, I don't say I do it perfectly. Sometimes I'm like... Mm can lean in a little bit much and I'm like okay I need to call somebody else and I need to uh, because you don't have to do when it when I alone. turn and walk away sometimes you figure she needs I'm not chasing somebody him somebody else Listen. to talk to about that <laughs> I guess I, I guess I need to call somebody else <laughs> I, I, I'm I not getting what I need I'm here not, I, I do I have time for this he's like no and I'm like okay no whatever I will find somebody else and let you don't me, take it personal let me look yep. at the phone no I already know it's like not anymore though no. no because mm-hmm. I know like he's like he you know his responsibility at his with his career he's grown so much since I met him as well and he carries a lot. There are a lot of financial decisions that you guys make, right? It's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot to carry. Yeah. It's a lot of stress as well. So, and when he finishes his work, I also don't expect him to be, oh, I'm so happy to, like yeah. some days he, he will take time and it's still heavy because it was a hard day. And then we have the kids, right? So just having this understanding that those moments that if he's stressed or anxious or I'm overwhelmed, it doesn't define us. It's just, it's, it's, we go through this. We go through days and seasons that are very easy and easier going and right with, with work. Sometimes it can be a little bit more stressful and more pressure. And that's how it is. Just navigating through all of that. I think this takes everything back to the foundation of, we've been told this forever, is keeping your home, your place of peace instead of a place of, you know, despair, chaos, and the worst place to be. And it sounds like keeping your home, making your home a place of peace and a place Mm -hmm. that you want to go and rest your head is a lot of gatekeeping and boundaries Mm -hmm. and safety. Absolutely. 100%. And it's it's, it's a a hundred little decisions during the day, every day, 
it's not the big ones. It's just a lot of little ones. Uh, how do I respond to this? How do I show up? And, and how do, what's, what do I fill my mind with first thing in the morning? That kind of stuff. That's what I'm hearing. Is it's like yeah. you guys do an incredible job of protecting your yeah, home. Yeah, continuously. I think it, it has to be a continuous thing. You can't make up for sloppiness, three months of sloppiness in a week or something. That was no. a word. Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Doug said you can't make up for three months of sloppiness in a yeah. week. That, yes, yeah. and it's and it's you can see it in in how the kids respond or how the kids behave, oh, right? Yeah. If if we are more peaceful and we are navigating it in in different ways, the kids will be responding or behaving differently. So yeah. we just understand. Yeah, pretty immediate feedback right there. Yes, yeah. it, it is. I it, can always it, tell it, I'm pretty healthy when my son's behavior is pretty healthy. Yeah, it's amazing. Isn't yeah. It? And sometimes you don't notice it and you say, oh, he's been really good the last couple of days. Oh, yeah, I've been in a good space. Yeah. That Literally. Part, that's crazy, isn't I it? I picked mm -hmm. my son up yesterday and the right. after school teacher said, man, he's had three great days. Yeah. And I thought, it's because I've been having great yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really It's a transfer. direct reflection. It's a it, mirror. Yes, yeah. it is. And, and kind of, you know, so that's what I mean. It's like when he, like when he has like the whole week or let's say three days out of the week that are very heavy for him, it's really up to me to not sure. take it personally. Yes, show up, give him space. Do you want to be together or not? Do you need space? And not like by the day number two, oh my God, it's two days already from him feeling like this. He needs to feel like allowing whatever he needs to it's his process right and if i need something for those three days i can ask for it i can ask i can always make an ask and it's up to you to say yes or no and then if it's a no then i have to figure it out yeah and sometimes it's a no and an yeah. hour later it's like well what about this yeah right? like sometimes it has to so, sometimes i make a joke he goes into like mm, and i'm like honey are you really committed to feeling miserable today <laughs> and he goes like and yes this. and he goes like yes and i'm like okay babe i will check in an hour got it <laughs> got go, it go, go handle that <laughs> <laughs> how angry do you want to keep feeling right now you know and so we we find those ways and it's so funny because our boys Nathan, um, I don't know when it was, I didn't know, but he told me we were sitting in the kitchen, Nathan was behind me and you were about to say something and Nate was behind me doing this. Don't say that. Yeah, he's, he's really picking up what not to say. <laughs> what, what, and the when? things I shouldn't say. <laughs> and he was like. It does something to do with what you were wearing or something huh? that I didn't like and he was like, no, 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 don't tell her, don't tell her. <laughs> I was like, stop there now, that's it. Like, no, 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 crunch, crunch. Oh, yeah, it, it's funny. And then the younger one always um, makes jokes of like, are you going to do the Russian kiss? He means French kissing. He goes, are yeah. you going to do Russian kissing right now? You know, it's <laughs> like, he's like, why do you put your tongue in mommy's mouth? What is this about? You know what I mean? I love how literal kids are. They're yeah, so like this. You know, yeah, it's really but nice. it's okay because it's like it's teaching them how to love and how to navigate conflict. We do that in front of them, not like yelling and I don't know what, but we navigate that uncomfortable emotions in front of them. And we always That's so it's, important, yeah. though, because yeah. as a single mom, I think all the time, what does my son see about who loves me? Mm -hmm. What does my son see about how love should be? Mm -hmm. And so, just you guys. You know, we're, we're taught that's inappropriate in front of our kids. Yeah. But in reality, like, how else were we expecting our children to see what mm -hmm. love, loving our partner looks like? Mm -hmm. yeah. Because in a single parent household, they don't see it at all. Mm -hmm. They have no idea. Yeah. And so other than from the direct parent, mm -hmm. but not the opposite, you know, someone you yeah. love of the opposite sex. So yeah, I, I see both sides. I see both sides. I think Cor that's awesome correct. that you yeah. guys do that. Correct. And I think like also conflict, you know, how to resolve conflict, how to, Nathan is now 11. He sometimes will take deep breaths, you know, sometimes he's still like his brain is not fully developed and, but I see him trying. Sometimes he can get. Oh, trying really hard. Yeah. Uh, trying I'm hard really proud of him for that. With, with yeah. his six year old brother. And I could see he's getting frustrated. And he goes <sighs> like this, you yeah. know, and I'm like, it's okay, just take a breath. Take, and then sometimes it's too much and he just like, I need to separate, I need to go to my room, it's too much for me. And I'm happy he has that. Like I didn't have those skills when I was 11 years old. Yeah. So um, everything what we are doing, it, it's reflected in how Absolutely. the kids are you know, also doing. And we can't also take the whole responsibility for who they are because they have own, their own personalities and they're their own people. But in, we have a huge impact on how they relate to. By the way, last night I was riding with the, little one, <laughs> the, the older one in the car and I was thinking about being here today. And I said, so uh, Nate, you know what? So um, I'm going to be talking tomorrow to someone about, you know, what it's like that mom's a life coach. And he goes, I mean, like without like a second goes by, he goes, it means there's a lot less yelling in the house. 
Yeah. And, yeah. And I, mm-hmm. it was so such a beautiful. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't mm-hmm. a pause. It wasn't like that was it to him. That's that's yeah. to him what mom doing. Coach, instead and of, of course mom yelling at me, she stops. Yeah. And talks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and of course, it's not that she's a life coach. He's thinking about what she's learned and the, then she. Mm-hmm. The effect. And the, the effect application. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. That was really beautiful. It's, yeah. it's, really it's beautiful and, and it is true because I, I remember it was a year into my, doing my own work before I decided to get certified as a coach. And a year in, I, I could leave like a review of what coaching did for me. And me, both me and him listened to, to me saying that online. And, we were both listening and we both cried because he looked at me and said, mom, you don't yell anymore so much at all. Like, I'm so happy because it makes him feel so much more safer because we scary kids, we are big people. Yeah. So when yeah. we yell, they don't feel safe. They yeah. feel like they have to protect themselves or they have to change. Or for him, what was really heartbreaking, it felt like he would say, I'm a bad person, right? Because my mom is yelling at me, so I'm, I'm bad. And I always try to make sure that I, 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 um, make we'll it. do another podcast on parenting. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I was yeah. like, we got to talk about this separately. There's, this, this is another this, episode. We've learned a lot about that and, yeah. and you can see it. We can see it, especially in the older it's one. It's very important. Uh, so can, I didn't understand that, that yeah. this whole motherhood will like literally give me an opportunity to become a person. I never knew that I first of all wanted to be mm-hmm. uh, patient, same. calm, all the things. Same. And then, yeah, same. Um, and that when I do take this opportunity, it's going to be so impactful for our family, you know, not even thinking about my clients. That's another thing, but like for our family, how that has been so impactful in how they relate to people, to themselves, to the world, to the, you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but what I I got a lot, so you should have a lot of notes. But I think for me, um, two things I really got from this was one, um, putting the peace and the the boundaries and the safety kind of around your home and your sanctuary being critical and every choice you make being kind of rooted in that. And um, also just like the willingness and 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 openness to the constant evolution of yourselves as individuals and as one, and that being two different things. Um, and I just really appreciated that. So I thank you guys a lot, and I hope you guys got a lot out of this. And I thank you, Doug, for thank you. your openness <laughs> and, and vulnerability. And I think I'm going to hand this over to Ludmila to wrap for us. So. Mm. So first of all, thank you for being a great interviewer again. <laughs> like fun. you have the best <laughs> questions. I appreciate you so much, honey. Me too, you? Yeah, <laughs> I love you. So much fun to do life with you. Yes, it is. Thank you, sweetheart. Yeah. You too. Forever. And remember, may we all be deeply connected to ourselves and those around us. Thank you so much for loving yourself enough to spend the time deep diving into what you need to feel heal and connect again. My hope is that you are able to connect with yourself and others differently today. Please share this with other women in your life. It is time we share the wealth when it comes to connecting deeply with ourselves and those around us. Make sure to write a review on all your favorite listening platforms and join us on YouTube as well. You can always learn more about working with me at ludmiwawoodroof.com and I will see you next week.